Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. My guest today is Harsh Patil. I spoke to Harsh about his business Explorer Earth, which provides customised itineraries for a truly unique travel experience. Harsh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. How are you? Very well, thank you. And how about yourself? I'm doing good. It's great to have you on. People who don't know who you are, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks for having me on the show, first of all. Um, For the viewers, my name is Harsh Patil. I'm the founder and CEO of a boutique uh, travel company. Uh, It's called Explore.Earth. I started this company um, a few years ago, uh, precisely about four and a half, uh, two years before the pandemic. Um, And we are um, a travel advisor, travel planner for uh, unique luxury travel to select destinations around the globe, primarily in uh, the continent of Africa, um, South America, and then other unique destinations in Asia and Europe. Um, We are a purveyor of uh, luxury, highly custom travel, uh, and we um, organize trips and vacations, family groups, etc., that are essentially worry and hassle-free for our clients. We'll come into your business after a question I always ask everyone. For yourself, how did you fall in love with traveling? That's a great question. I mean, growing up in India, um, you know, I went on road trips with my parents and we traveled around uh, the country, not only by car, but by train. Uh, Those days, airplane travel was um, minimal in India, let's say. Uh, So most of my trips were made by train and bus and car. Uh, to see family and you know visit different sites in the world, so that was an interesting segue into travel. I didn't know obviously at that time that I was going to get into the travel business. Um, so fast forward about uh, six or six years ago or so, uh, I took my first trip to Africa, and um, and it was combined with a trek uh, to Mount Kilimanjaro, and. Uh, Prior to that, we'd been on several treks in and around India in the U.S. We went, I went on camping trips and, you know, went overseas uh, as a tourist, if you will. But that uh, trip to Kilimanjaro and Tanzania actually changed my perspective. I came away with this immense amount of sense of achievement, but also excitement about what I had just accomplished. And, um, you know, I I came back to the U.S., got back into the rat race of working. And then two years later, I went back to Kilimanjaro uh, and Africa. And at that point, uh, something clicked. And I decided that I I needed to do something that I'm more passionate about um, in my life. So I toyed around with what is it that I want to do? And the answer came to me quite simply, actually. 
it was it was travel, and I wanted to organize and travel the world and uh, take my clients and see and have them uh, see the world the way I saw. And that's really how Explore Earth started. But what kind of job were you doing prior to getting into Explore.Earth? Yeah, I spent um, about 25 odd years in the publishing and music and the fashion industry in finance and operations. Um, so while it was a successful career, uh, I was getting to the point of being bored, if you will, at what I was doing. Um, it was, it was, you know, Paid the bills, did all of that, crossed all those, you know, checked all those boxes. But there was, you know, the excitement was gone um, from getting up in the morning and going and doing the same thing day in and day out, week in and week out. Um, so, you know, travel fit the, the, the bill perfectly at that time because, one, it was exciting. Two, it was something that I always loved doing. And, um, you know, I realized that, Africa had so much, so much to offer, uh, not only to myself, but to people around the world. And there are so many misconceptions and, you know, preconceived notions about Africa uh, that I wanted to clear them and, and, and demonstrate that this actually is a great, great place to visit for many, many reasons. So taking that risk is quite courageous, especially if you've been paying your bills and yeah, going into an industry where you might not know too much about, was that a concern for you? Did you have reservations thinking, am I doing the right thing? So obviously it was a calculated risk on my part um, to get into this uh, space um, because I didn't really have the experience of a travel advisor slash planner uh, in my prior career. Um, but what I will say is in all of the, my previous travels around the world, um, I had kind of maybe set myself up for this. Uh, and the reason being, I we had always taken notes of the places we visited, the guides we met, picked their business cards, kept copious uh, you know, uh, notes of uh, restaurants we ate at, and things like that, and the experiences that we, we encountered in, in all of the countries. So when I decided to kind of leap into this uh, industry, I had something already to fall back into and dig down uh, into the archives, if you will, uh, for information. Um, now, the risk obviously was that, you know, I've never done this before. Uh, but, and like I said, I calculated that because if I didn't do it when I did, there would be no perfect time. There's no perfect time to take a risk. So I decided if I were to do it at any time, now is the best time. I couldn't do it after I retire. You know, strength, energy, ability, uh, and willingness to hit the road is greatly diminished when you're in your 60s. Uh, but when I did to take the leap, I figured, you know, if there was a time, this is it. When you set up business, your, the market that you're going into, especially a group tour company. So mm -hmm. your business, you provide a service for clientele that are going to experience something beyond what they've experienced before. So what makes you different to others? The main differences between us and what other people do is that 
we travel to all of the places that we offer, and we travel there often. We have great connections with local service providers, be be they be guides. Just to make that clear, so it's you you would travel there yourself before you offer a trip to anyone. Is that correct? Absolutely, and there are many places that I travel to multiple times to set up the right connections and to work with the the people that are not only dependable but offer those unique experiences uh, and ensure client safety and that they come away with essentially three letters. Wow, this was one of the best things I did. And Explorer took care of, you know, soup to nuts, A to Z, everything that I could think of was actually hand delivered to me. So yes, I mean, like we said, there was a risk, but I was already kind of prepared for it. Um, The main differentiating factor is the fact that we travel to these places extensively ourselves and we know them intimately. I know the guides. I know what he or she will take Ripple to and I can tailor those experiences to meet my clients' needs. And that's really what separates us from um, other planners and advisors. And what type of tours would you do? Are we talking about luxury, sort of middle of the ground or? budget are we talking what's your what's your target so, market? so my 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 target audience is definitely um upper middle to uh high-end luxury travel and the reason for that is um the places that we offer like africa for example or argentina patagonia or even france or mongolia these places lend themselves to uh, more of a luxury travel because the experiences come along with it. Uh, budget travel is great. It, uh, you know, we're not a one size fits all. So can I cater to budget travel? Yes, but we'd have to cut corners in terms of experiences because you can't do everything with a limited budget. So my focus and my client audience is typically in the higher middle to luxury uh, uh, segment. I guess the last few years with what's gone on around the world, has it been a challenge? And what have you been up to recently? Because I think you've done some recent trips. Is that correct? Yes. Well, let's talk about the past two years. So obviously we had to uh, pivot and segue quickly and kind of reinvent ourselves because travel, as you know, Uh, came to a practical standstill. Uh, You know, destinations were closed, and even if they were open, people were extremely nervous about getting on a plane. So we did a few uh, road trips within the United States because people were more comfortable going to national parks and the outdoors. Um, We also pivoted very interestingly in, uh, in Kenya and Tanzania and also in Cartagena, Colombia. There are many providers, guides, etc., who were bereft of any income uh, in the last year and a half. And while we were safe at home, these people were struggling for their daily meals, uh, including their families. So what Explorer did was we organized several virtual live tours. In fact, we were the first uh, to uh, conduct uh, virtual tours, uh, and these are not any uh, uh, any tour, these were safaris, live safaris from the Kenya, uh, Masai Mara, and in the Serengeti. 
Uh, we also did some wine tastings. We did some rum cocktail making sessions, primarily to keep our clients and audience engaged while they were at home. Uh, but at the same time, we raised um, enough um, uh, money that went directly. All of the monies that we raised uh, from generous donations from our clients went uh, directly into the pockets of our, our providers, especially in Africa, uh, Kenya, and Tanzania. So we, we, we made use of the time to the best that we could uh in those uh you know in those um uh in those months where travel was completely shut down um last year uh around october um when things were open kind of or definitely in the us domestically and uh, around the world i began to hit the road and uh i have actually lost count of how many times i actually got on a flight um we went to several national parks uh, I took a trip to uh, Hawaii, um, and I, re I went to India myself a couple of times. Uh, we went to the Galapagos and Ecuador. We went skiing. So in a way, this was also personal time off, but I also organized um, some group trips, especially to Africa and, and the Galapagos. Um, and the goal was to kind of demonstrate that it was possible, that it is possible to travel safely in spite of what was going on around the world. You put the right uh, measures in place and you pick the right destination. Travel is absolutely doable in spite of what was going on. I really found it fascinating that you did a virtual sort of safari and the money and the return, the revenue all went to, 100% went to them 100%. over there because I guess it's important to keep them, I guess, above above water because it was a struggling time it still is to be quite quite honest at the moment it's still in parts of africa very very tough in other parts of the world so recently as you said you went to namibia and botswana so tell us a little yeah. bit about that trip and what was i guess the meaning behind your travel itself i guess that's another question i want to ask you so when you book these trips what do you tell your clients what what specifically would they be getting out of it what's the meaning behind that exact travel that they're they're looking for Namibia was uh, in, in a selfish way uh, a trip for myself also uh, not that I hadn't been before but this one time um, I wanted to follow up uh, a Kenya trip um, and on that Kenya trip a lot of people commented that the one thing they didn't get to see was rhino and that stuck uh, somewhere in the back of my brain, and I said, I know a place, and I know a few places where there's no guarantees because this is wildlife, but I know of a few places where we will most likely see rhino, and that's why I had Namibia on uh, my schedule. Uh, that, that's the main reason. Of course, I knew that they, these, this group would never go to Namibia on their own because there's so many other more popular destinations in, on the African continent. Uh, but I wanted to do uh, and include Namibia uh, for um, the desert tracking, uh, desert rhino tracking, and the desert elephants because they're so that that particular species in Namibia is unique only to that place. You'd never get to see them anywhere else in the world. Um, the other fact was logistically, it was also very easy to go from Botswana to Namibia as their neighboring countries. 
Um, and Botswana is what Botswana is. It's the crown jewel of all safari destinations. Uh, wildlife is plentiful, non-migratory. So you're never going to not see wildlife. And again, my goal uh, this time in Botswana, secret goal, my personal goal was to see wild, wild dogs, packs of wild dogs, because they, they're back um, uh, from the brink of extinction nearly, and they're flourishing uh, in many parts of Botswana and um, uh, other countries, and in, in, in some in South Africa too. So my uh, selfish goal was to see wild dogs in action uh, in, in, in the bush. And we got to see do we got to see both. It was on the first day we saw wild dogs hunting in packs, and in Namibia we saw two uh, desert rhinos and several desert elephants. So it was a very fulfilling trip, um, not only for myself personally, but also for the group because they saw so much action, including live hunts. Um, so it had a very special meaning this Namibia and Botswana trip uh, because there were some newbies, if you will, to safaris. Uh, and I, in a way, I wanted to impress them um, because uh, that's how we get references. So it, it was a very interesting uh, a journey that we took and very, very fulfilling. So you said the references. Is that how it works with your with your business where it's word of mouth? And how do you go about getting new clientels then? Is it just purely word of mouth or do you do, I guess, advertising, marketing, well, do you go to events? Yes, we do go to events. We do marketing, ad advertising. We uh, work with PR folks and uh, you know um, uh, third-party uh, SEO folks. So we do definitely do uh, social media marketing, etc. But you're right. Primarily, our business model is built on references, word of mouth. Um, two people go, a family goes, and then they talk to their friends. They share their pictures. They share their memories. And they say, oh, you want to go to Peru? I know the person who organized this trip. It was an awesome trip. It was, we had the greatest time in our life. Why don't you call him? So that's primarily our model, and that's how we've been growing our business. Uh, I won't say that that's the only way uh, forward, uh, but that's the foundation. It's the bedrock of how uh, we built this business and continue to do so. And if they weren't recommended, how do they go about booking a trip? I guess do you have to go on your website? We we obviously have a robust website that's um, uh, out there. We are actively uh, engaged on Instagram, Facebook, so people can definitely go um, and look and research the destinations we offer. In the space that we um, work in, which is uh, the luxury uh, segment, people tend to, and I completely agree with that, want to consult. Uh, with an advisor, with a planner, because they're taking a lot of time, spending a great amount of resource going on these trips. So booking such trips online um, is something that I don't come across a lot. Uh, most people want to talk to an advisor. They want to get a perspective of which camps they're going or why is it that we're going and staying in this chateau or in, in Bordeaux, or if we're going to Napa, why are we going to these wine tastings versus the dozen others that are available? Um, so we start all of our planning, all of our conversations with a one-on-one -on -one consult with, uh, with, the, with, with, with our clients, um, because this way we get to know their likes, their dislikes, what their interests are, 
If they're traveling with younger ones, children, we want to know how active they are. So we include things that will be of interest to them as a family or versus just adults. So everything begins with a heart-to-heart conversation uh, about where they want to go and what they want to experience. I guess that's really important because then you can get an understanding of exactly what they're after. Because otherwise, I think sometimes when people go to certain trips, their expectation is this is what's going to happen. And especially, for example, Africa, where not everyone is comfortable traveling to a place like Africa because... As you said, sometimes you hear stories about certain destinations, is it safe, et cetera. But trying to get an understanding, a feel of how they've traveled beforehand and what they could expect is really important because you don't want the wrong wrong client because then what will happen is, I guess, the reference that you get back and the reviews might not be as good as it could have been because potentially you could have spoken to this person and said, this is what what the tour is going to be like are right. you happy with this before yeah. they before they pay their money? Absolutely. So, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. One size, I mean, our mantra is one size does not fit all. So I, mm-hmm. we don't do a copy and paste with an, uh, with an itinerary and say, oh, these people went, so you should do the exact same thing. Um, it works in some cases, but rarely. Uh, you have to tailor and custom your itinerary to fit your client's needs. Um, and you know, that's the bedrock of what we do because we want a positive experience, uh, upon return for our clients. And, you know, so we, we, we manage their expectations upfront. Uh, we are very, um, uh, how should I say, um, clear on what they can expect to eat, what they can expect to see, uh, who they'll meet, what the safety standards are. And, you know, we obviously, uh, help uh, clear misconceptions about places like, you know, Africa, for example, because you only hear stories. If you've never been, you're only depending on stories uh, of what you may have heard. These are whispers, but most of them are not true. So we dispel all of those misconceptions. We we explain to them what do they expect in the camps uh, and things of like that. So when they go there, it's not foreign to them, quote unquote. They they are very familiar with their surroundings because I've I've kind of painted an accurate picture of what they're actually going to see and experience. I want to ask you a little bit more about the company itself. So, is it just yourself? Have you got other people involved? What's the what's the I guess the setup like for your for the business? I like to think of us ourselves as a lean and mean business. <laughs> uh, essentially, I'm the CEO of the business. I'm based out of uh, New Jersey in the U.S. Uh, my marketing and communication director is also in the same state, so she, uh, are, uh, she and I are uh, uh, pretty close uh, distance-wise. Um, we have a partner, and she's a, a younger lady, and she's based out of uh, Mumbai, India, actually. Uh, and she uh, has studied in the U.S., uh, and then returned to uh, her family in India. Um, the reason she is on board um, is one, she's greatly interested in travel. Number two uh, is that um, she is a lot younger than I am. And I felt that if I were to pass on the baton to somebody that in my, in, 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 when, when I'm ready to you know, hang up my gloves, here is a person who I would have uh, trained, if you will, kind of 
showed her all of the ropes. At the same time, she brings to the table a much younger clientele. And that's where the middle of the road budget comes in, where her audience is probably more budget conscious. But there will come a time when those budget conscious people will step up in terms of the food chain and they will want to travel further afar. They will want to go to Africa. They may want to go uh, to Scandinavia. Um, so their budgets change, their lifestyles change. So it's a longer term uh, thought process on our part when uh, uh, she came on board. Uh, so Explore Earth would have a long shelf life, if you will. Um, so she could carry on the baton uh, later when she uh, matures in the travel business. You've got yourself within America, your other partners in in India. What I was trying to get to the point was, if you if it were to grow, would you be looking for people within the United States, or would you wouldn't mind having people from around the world as long as they understood the business and they were hundred percent into your vision and your other partners' vision in, in India? Absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, we're not focused solely on the U.S. in terms of clientele. Uh, we obviously do a lot of work uh, in Asia. Uh, and that's a, a, a good point you raise. Why India? Uh, India is a you know, fast-developing economy. It's got a very large middle class, close to 400 million people in the middle class, and yearning to travel uh, to places that they've not experienced before. Um, so it's a growing uh, bucket of travelers uh, in that are coming out of Asia. And we want to be there uh, for, uh, to help them to go to places like Africa. Um, Americans and Western Europeans are more familiar with these continents than people in Asia are. And we want to be in the place in the right time uh, so we can educate uh, future clients on travel destinations like South America or you know, Africa, because these are destinations that are much further afield for them. Uh, and being in in the 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 local uh, in the same place as the as the clients are helps uh, with the communication and, and and building confidence, if you will about traveling to destinations like Africa. Away from what's happened in the past couple of years, what other challenges have you faced, I guess, setting up the business and your intentions and your goals itself? What challenges have you faced? Setting up the business um, itself was not very difficult. It's fairly easy to set up the business. Uh, we obviously spent a little time um, creating our website, picking our destinations, um, you know, uh, collecting all of the content. And this is what I was talking about. I had a lot of content in terms of pictures and video from my previous travels. So bringing that all together and building our website, building our social media profile on Facebook, Instagram, these were growing pains and necessities, if you will, for building the business. So they were not a challenge. It was just a question of putting in enough time to do all those things. I think the biggest challenge that we've faced and we've, you know, uh, we've um, surmounted them is to convince people that we are experts and that we know what we're doing when we go, we travel to Peru or we travel to Patagonia or when we travel to Namibia. Uh, people always say, oh, you've been in business only three years or two years or four years. 
how do you know all of this? Why should we go with you? There are many others who can do the same. Uh, they've been in business for longer. Uh, and my response to them always is that, one, we've been to these destinations multiple times. I know these places, these camps, the guides and the service providers intimately. I have a personal relationship with them. I can call them anytime uh, during the day or night. Um, so that's how we countered those challenges, if you will, in, in, uh, and, and that challenge being, are you familiar? Are you good enough, as good as you say uh, on paper? about these destinations. Uh, but over time, uh, I think, uh, and we have many repeat customers, and they are surely convinced that I know what I'm doing uh, because we've got several references from them for new clients. So that itself is the biggest testimonial. If, if, my, if a, a friend or a contact or a client tells another friend of theirs, hey, we just went on this awesome trip to Botswana, Paul Hirsch from Explore.Earth, he knows what he's doing. You'll have a great time. That's really what we're looking for. And that, that underlines the fact that we know what we're doing. And, and while it used to be a challenge, minor though it was, we've kind, we've kind of you know, gotten past it by now. Where now would you like to see the business go to? It's been three years, as you said. What's the next step and what's the next, next goal for you and the business? Great question. So, you know, obviously, we know we all know what's happened in the last couple of years. Many starts and stops, hiccups along the way. Uh, just as things were looking really, really bright in 2019, uh, you know, this bug arrives and it, it throws everything for a, a loop. Um, and then last year, things were looking brighter again, and people were willing to, you know, uh, take. Uh, take a flight to go things, we get a second variant. So again, we start and stop. But I think from what I'm seeing now, um, people are not only eager to travel, but people have wrapped their head around the fact that the virus is here to stay. This is a, going to be a way of life. We just have to be Practical in what we do, where we go, we take the best safety measures we can, but we must at this point continue with living our lives uh, because we cannot be hiding at home forever. Uh, I think people have realized with the second variant that, oops, it's not just one. This is going to keep coming. It's like the cold. It's like the flu or it's any other disease. It will keep coming. We just have to be able to fight it effectively. Uh, so we're seeing uh, a fair bit of interest in 2022. Um, in terms of a goal as to what we want to do uh, in this year and next, um, we want to be able to pivot uh, from primarily a reference-driven business to bringing in clients and customers uh, by doing a lot more active social media marketing advertising, uh, public relations. So we've engaged a few public relations experts. Uh, we're dabbling with uh, more SEO type of search engines. Um, we are talking to a new uh, PR firm um, that will you know, enhance and elevate our presence on the internet. Um, so we're doing things to kind of grow our business 
from the model that it was built upon, which was primarily references. Not to say that I'm going to shed that part of the business. That's the foundation. Uh, but we want to kind of scale uh, from here on going out into from 2022 to 2023. I guess my question to you is, because you've done a lot of travel yourself mm-hmm. and you, you're doing these personal trips, what would what sticks out in your mind? Africa is pure. In, its, in every single way. It's people, it's culture. I mean, there's a ton of cliches. You know, people will call it the cradle of civilization. We all came from their origin of species, all that stuff. But today, Africa is still pure. It's people, few resources that they have, still smile year to year. They're always willing to serve you. The food is tremendous in the camps. Uh, and the best thing I like about Africa is, is of course, the wildlife. You see it in its purest and rawest nature. Um, nowhere else in the world can you see flora and fauna like this. Every day, every minute is different. But it really is the continent and its people that keeps bringing me back. It keeps bringing me back. It's all about the people. I go there and all I see is smiles and caps. All I see is smiles. There's no attitude. Everybody's welcoming. They're jumping through hoops to help you just to make the experience just a little more special and memorable. And that's what keeps drawing me back is I've been to close to 90 countries around the world. uh, And there are a few places, gems like this, where customer service is the number one mantra for people, customer service. It may may not be the most luxurious accommodation, but customer service and helping your customers comes first to them. It certainly comes first. And it's probably the thing that separates, for me at least, Africa from the rest of the destination. People are just so engaging. They're welcoming. They want you there. They want you to come see their flora and their fauna and their way of life. It's it's just... for anybody, at least for me, whoever goes to Africa for the first time falls in love. And that is a travel destination. I can see you've made that right choice and moving away from a, a job that was paying you well, and it's starting to pay off. And I just want to ask you this question about what does travel really mean to you then? Travel is just one word. It's fulfilling. It's fulfilling. You know, um, Sometimes, like the next three months, are going to be uh, very tight. I'm essentially on the plane, on a plane going somewhere nearly every two weeks. Um, but every time I go on a trip, I have goosebumps, butterflies before I leave. And then when I get to the destination, all is calm and peaceful. And then I come back home and then I'm dying to get back on the plane again. So that's what travels means to me in, in the sense that I enjoy it so much, thoroughly, uh, seeing different people and you know sometimes meeting the same people, catching up on their lives and their families, finding out how they've been doing. Um, you know, again, all those cliches, different food, different cultures, different languages, all of that is part and parcel of travel. And I enjoy every minute of what I do. And, uh, you know, when I started this business, I had kind of promised myself that I would go travel to three new countries every year. Um, the last couple of years, I've not been able to keep up to that, uh, that uh, goal. 
Uh, but this year, I'm going to do that again. I'm traveling to Peru. I will do the Egypt trip. Uh, I've been to Zimbabwe before, and then I'm going back to a place. Uh, I'm going to actually Chile, uh, Santiago, later in the year. So my goal is to discover new places, not only for myself, but when I do that, uh, I build an offering, and then I encourage people to go to new places and discover them, like I do. I just want to ask you a little bit about, sure. I guess, family life. So if you're always away, does it affect, <laughs> does it affect your family life? or have you got to a stage in your life where there's an understanding between you and your family members and, and yes. not, not seeing them all the time because you're always on the road? Yes, yes. The, the, uh, the answer is, to the question is both of the above. Um, you know, I have to sacrifice uh, time when I'm away. Uh, and my wife complains, oh, you're not here, you're there. Who's going to take care of the dog? I can't do this without you. You've got to be here. Um, but We've uh, we've worked out how it is, uh, you know, uh, going to work when when I'm uh, away. Uh, so we've we've done things, put things in place at home, um, so things can be easily managed. Uh, as far as uh, our son, he's now out of college. Uh, he's got his own job. He lives in the city. So our responsibility on a day to day basis is essentially uh, non-existent. He's off on his own. Uh, he's got his own career, like I said. So I don't have those responsibilities of taking him for a soccer game or uh, watching what he's doing in school or advising him on you know, which courses to take. So that was another reason which, I mean, another reason why I started Explored Earth when I did. I did not have that responsibility of taking care of young ones. Yeah. They were already in college and it was there nobody in the nest. I didn't really have that responsibility to say, oh my God, I have to be home every evening when they come, give them food, take them for activities, etc. I I had the time. So yeah. we've made it work. Um and you know, my wife loves to travel too. So we travel together to some places. Uh she Obviously, came to Namibia and Botswana. She'll be in uh, Egypt. So, on many of my trips, she comes along. Uh, she's a great marketer, and she's fun to be with. So, we've made it work. Uh, it's not easy, but we've made it work. When you've got a family that doesn't require looking after, if you had young ones, maybe slightly different. Obviously, travel is a massive hobby of yours. Do you have any other hobbies that you like to sort of stick to? My hobbies tend to be all outdoors. Um, so I used to, long, long time ago, I used to be an avid, avid skier. Uh, and the last three or four years, I kind of, it kind of tapered off. But last year, being what it was with the pandemic, et cetera, skiing was a great option because you're outdoors, you're in the mountains, not many people, relatively much safer. So I hit the slopes again. Uh, we went out a couple of times, and I'm doing the same this year. And I'm kind of, you know, dusted uh, dusted my uh, ski boots, got a new pair of skis, and I'm off skiing again. So I'm going to catch up on lost time with my skiing. Uh, I also play a lot of golf. Um, so I enjoy the summers with friends. You know, whenever I'm in town, we go out for a round. 
shoot the breeze. So I, I kind of uh, use that to blow some steam off. Uh, and I regularly play squash. So whenever I'm in town, I play uh, squash with a group of friends. So that's how I kind of stay fit. So, you know, I have other interests and these are the three interests, squash, golf, and skiing. And, and you can tell that they're all outdoor, more adventure-leaning, uh, fun activities that, you know, you break a sweat, but at the same time, you have a great time doing it. Um, so, you know, I try to build and, you know, put those in and, you know, fit them in wherever I can. And I'm doing okay. That sounds like a, you've got a balanced life and that's yes. always good to have. As so, much as possible, I try to do that. Yes. Of course. Absolutely. Just before I let you go. So you mentioned your business. So tell us where we can find you. You can certainly find me on Instagram and Facebook. Our website is www.explore with an X. P-L-O-R, so it's spelled a little different from the word explore, X-P-L-O-R dot earth. I wanted to bring the earth piece of it into our name versus just call it explore.com. So I wanted it to be about our planet, our globe, so explore.earth. We're on Instagram, explore.earth underscore, and we're on Facebook also as explore.earth. So we are in all of the uh, typical um, you know, social media destinations, we're just about uh, beginning to talk about uh, doing some work in LinkedIn uh, because I have a fair number of people that I know on LinkedIn and we can leverage that um, to um, you know, offer our, our services to people who we are not really familiar with, who we don't know. These are potential clients that are not going to come through references. These are strangers, if you will. Um, So we are going to market along with some uh, advertising and PR on LinkedIn uh, in the next few months. So we're we're moving on a few different angles, uh, but we're on in all of the typical uh, social media channels right now. Everyone listening in, everyone watching this, if you've got the thirst to travel with with Harsh and the business Explore Earth, do get in touch. You may have the time of your life. You won't regret it. So please do get in touch. Harsh, I want to thank you for coming onto the show. I really appreciate it. Hopefully when I get to, well, I was actually saying that, I was going to say to you, I actually did get to America just before Christmas, but I think with the with everything that was going on, unfortunately, didn't think at the time, but next time I come over, I will Absolutely. let you know how we can meet up. So thank you very much. Absolutely. I really appreciate we'd love it. To, love to meet with you. Thank you again, Shebs, uh, for this opportunity. Yeah, thank you very I'm much. Sure to do more. And uh, to all those people who are listening in, uh, I'll just say one thing in closing. Um, adventure awaits. And I think we should go find it. Absolutely. Well said. And thank you so much. Take care of yourself. Take care. Have a good night. Bye-bye. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.